What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. Good job. I'm back with another podcast. I have a special guest on today, and I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. And so, yeah, introduce yourself. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? My name is Shaw. That's spelled S-H-A-H. Everybody swears it's Sean when I introduce myself. Um, I am an R&B pop artist slash creative director. Um, I kind of have my hand in every pocket everywhere, but my main passion is for music and singing and music and songwriting um i've been doing this as a you know career goal for six years now um some key moments in my career would be charting number three on itunes r&b charts as an independent artist for my most recent single honest um also getting noticed by kehlani um and having them you know show love to my voice and my content that I've created, which was really exciting. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been doing this and hashing it out. It's only gone up so far. So I'm excited. That's amazing. How, how did you know that you uh, wanted then, to get into music? <clears throat> how did you know this is your passion? You said what? So how did you know that you wanted to get into music or how did you know that this was your calling? So my dad was a musician or is a musician, I guess. And, um, uh, I always sang and like played with instruments and stuff like that, but I'd never been like, I want to make music until I was 16. And then um, I had some of my friends who had started rapping invite me to the studio because they knew I sang and I would post videos online. And then they were like, you should try to come like record something and actually like make music. And I had never considered it. And then that's why I wrote my first song for the studio and went and I fell in love with it. I've been doing it since. So I was 16 and now I'm 22. So amazing you're young i feel old <laughs> how old do you how old do i look um no nah, i'm 34 i just turned 34 definitely not just 34 yeah I, exactly i think when i turn 50 i'm gonna look like i'm in my 30s so we chilling i haven't hit i haven't hit my prime yet what was yeah. that yeah yeah i was saying and will like that's a goal you're you look great thank you thank you um also, like, like 34 is just like this like super crazy old number. Like, I don't think you should look worn and tired at 34. <laughs> that <anyway>. is true. <laughs> that is definitely true. I mean, but I just think like so much time has gone by and it was like a blur. So I say that to say that it's going to feel like a blur. Like, I don't like I don't even remember really being in my 20s. Granted, I didn't do a lot. I've been I think maybe that's another reason why I don't look so old. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Well. I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. I rarely drink. Um, and uh, I just, I don't know, I just stay out of drama. Uh, I think that that's the key thing to staying young. 
Uh, I didn't really have any high school drama. I don't really have any drama. Usually the problems that I have are not my own problems. Like someone's coming to me with their problems. Um, yeah. So I think that, that that's the key thing, being at peace. Um, but no, I, thir- 34 isn't old. <clears throat> However, I feel like I I have to remind myself not to be on other people's timelines. Um, right. Because when you're in your 30s or whatever, people expect you because society says or like social media says you're supposed to be doing this or that. You're supposed to live here and do this. And that is not my story. Um, and I have to always remember that. Hence why one of the reasons why I started the podcast, Create Your Own Story. So Exactly. Comparison is the thief of joy. I have to tell myself all the time, especially as an artist, you know, you look around and see what other people may be doing at your age or younger than you. And you're like, damn, like I must be a failure. Or, you know, it's just, it's easy to like really make that about yourself when you want some different stuff. Like that's not, that's not you. Exactly. So what would you say your definition of success is? I think my definition of success is, happiness i wouldn't say it's always been happiness but as i've you know gotten closer to um, where i want to be creatively in that in my creative field and things um i think happiness is like the main thing i want to prioritize and as long as i'm like financially secure and happy and i'm successful i love that and that's like a it's a basic way to answer that, but it's true. Of course, you could be like, oh, like, when I'm super rich and everybody knows who I am. But I've kind of outgrown that, like, need to be seen. And I just kind of welcome what the universe throws at me as long as I'm doing what I'm like, what genuinely feels like me, you know? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, I'm currently writing an ebook. Um, and I was uh, in the ebook, I'm talking about success and how it's. Um, one of those things that it's different for everybody. Like what's success for me is not necessarily going to be success for you. Um, and, and, um, the key thing that I don't, I don't put this in the book, at least not yet, but, um, uh, I believe that a lot of people think that money equals success or money makes you happy. In reality, right. money doesn't make you happy. I had this argument with my little brother the other day, not an argument, but a discussion. And he was like, yeah, I was like, well, what makes you happy? He's on money. I'm like, money doesn't make you happy. The things you can do with money make you happy, but money itself right. doesn't make you happy. Doesn't. Um, yeah. It's it's a slippery slope. Like you have to like money in our society controls anything and everything that you want to do, anywhere you want to go. You know, so it's easy to be unhappy without money, but the opposite of that doesn't always guarantee happiness, exactly. like you said. So, and then there's so many different people that um not to shade anybody. But we have like the Britney Spears or the Amanda um, Bynes um, who have had money, who have had what we call success, but look at their lives. No shade. But, you know, like, yeah. it, you know, so in, it's one thing to say that a lot of times people that find success, like these celebrities that we quote unquote look up to, um, they're not really uh, doing so great. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Like there, there's so many other, there, there's also so many issues that money, like lots of money can open up for you. Like super wealthy people also now have to deal with more, more things, but you know, that's multifaceted. So there's no need for me to get into that. So. <laughs> um, my dog is needy right now. He keeps jumping on my lap trying to get you're chilling. What's your dog's name? Play with him. His name's Sage. 
love it. I love it. Are you are you a, you a pet person? Are mm-hmm. you a pet person? Would you say? Am I a what person? Pet. Like you love pets? Um, yeah. This is the first time I've ever had Sage. Sit. This is the first time I've ever had my own vet. So like like hundred percent my own. You know, growing up usually I have like family pets yeah. and stuff. And I myself like a dog person and whatnot, but it's been really challenging raising a pet from like eight weeks old. Yeah. Like to where they got anything. I think I kind of underestimated it. Like I knew it would be hard, but you know, it'd be this difficult potty training and completely wiring another living thing's brain. Imagine. So if you see me just randomly like make him like randomly yell at him, it's because he's biting my hand over here or something. <laughs> no, you're chilling, you're chilling. Um <laughs> So a lot of the questions that I ask um, when I do these things, since you're not really previous to it, is um, for, so just to go back a little bit, I used to work in the music industry. I used to work with different artists such as K. Michelle and just other people. And um, I find that as new artists, it's really hard for people to, to um, one, like for you to find your voice. Because let's say you're independent, then you have all your control, but then there's sometimes hard for you to get the, the the attention from people and then yeah so then there's like if you're on a label you really don't have your voice you got the attention and people see know who you are but you don't really have your own sound you you know until you get more established hence like rihanna for instance who was doing pondering play and then now she's in completely different you know grand scheme of things but the whole yes. thing I I want I ask questions so people can um get to know you as a person, not just what they see. So, with that being said, yeah. what do you think that um what's different between uh, by the person you portray on the outside to the internet to the world than who you actually are on the inside? Is there any difference? <clears throat> yeah, there's definitely some differences. Like, um, I would say online, I'm more more like cool guy you know i think i intentionally um give more just like i can't think of the the exact word i would want to say but i'm goofy i'm pretty goofy in real life i'm also not a very like um blingy blingy like shiny person like i like people would assume i think from my social media like i'm a sweatpants and hoodie and my hair in a bun and just wear my little rings and go to coffee shop kind of person i'm not I'm not a like stuck up bluesy asshole like some people meet me like you act different than I expected you to and I'm like what did you think I was gonna act like you know so I think that's probably the only thing between internet Shaw and real life Shaw is just like you know I'm I'm goofy and fairly humble so I remember I had years ago I was working with this engineer and he was like anybody who calls themselves humble is actually humble and every time I say that it reminds me of him saying that to you. Yeah, it's true. No, no, it's <laughs> definitely true. I feel that um, a lot of times we see on certain things, um, what was this saying? There's this word, freak. Um, oh, it's going to bug me. Someone used it yesterday, and I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I hear it all the time. Oh, it's going to bug me now. I can't even think of the word. Pretentious. There you go. Uh, cause Pretentious? I, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I, people use it, but I never even knew what it meant, so I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, like, I, I yeah. don't feel that I am, but a lot of people so do they, think that they are the shit or they, you know, they need to be at a certain level when they really haven't done anything. Um, right. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, 
And I know I one time when I when I used to work in um, vans many many moons ago, um, I remember this guy coming in there and he was just like, "Oh, you think it's you're the shit?" And I'm like, "No, I don't, but clearly you do." <laughs> and I'll take. Oh, you. exactly. A lot of times it's just projection. Yeah. Like it took me a really long time to understand that, like people being threatened by my like existence or identity or just you know like my presence in a in a space is generally stems from insecurity on their end you know when you're like when your parents are like they're jealous of you that's why they're mean to you and you're like no they're not it's because i'm dumb and then they grow up and you're like wait they actually they actually are jealous (laughs) (laughs) um so what would you say life's teaching you right now Mm, what is life teaching me right now life is teaching me that i don't have to attach myself to everything you know i'm not what i'm going through you know i'm not what people around me are going through i think it's more i'm i've been trying to get better and life's trying to make me better at observing and like stepping away from what's going on and just you know looking things objectively instead of feeling like the world's falling in around me and falling into despair because it's really easy to do one just in in our you know, regulars like with our societal problems, but also just with personal issues around being a creative and insecurity with that and things like that. Life's just kind of like, bro, you need to like not be those emotions. You can't, you can't attach yourself to those emotions. You can assess them and understand them and, and move from there. But uh, yeah, I would say that's what life's teaching me right now. Yeah. I, it's funny. Impatient. It's funny. I ask everybody like these questions and I never, um, think about them for myself because you know i'm like the universe interviewer um but granted i want it to be a a conversation i don't want it to feel like an interview um because i want you guys to feel comfortable but like um i've noticed recently um for myself that um i've been at a little uh i've gotten bad quote-unquote bad seeds away from me um and it reminds me of michelle williams song but anyways i've gotten bad seeds away from me and i've been at a better like peace in my life maybe it's because i just turned 34 i don't know um but (laughs) but i feel a little bit more at peace with certain things and and stuff and like i've had people more so recently in the last like three weeks or whatever that i've either i've never met or you know just come up to me they're like oh dan something about your aura something about your presence like or just be like dan you're actually like really different or whatever and i'm just like oh like you know i'm like maybe i need to lean into that a little bit more um, that I'm finally coming into my to my own, and I always say I haven't even hit my prime yet, so wait on me. Exactly. Would you say it's like um, you've gotten better at like boundaries, or what makes you think like when you say bad seats, like what has separated people, you? Or people, people, people. I've had, I have the struggle of. Um, I think my my when they say like, um, what is your biggest um, downfall, or what's your biggest mistakes that you made? I put so much of myself into other people because I want to help Mm -hmm. them and I want to stuff. So I lose a bit of myself because I'm always trying Mm -hmm. to help somebody and I, and I do anything. If we're, if I'm close with you, like you call me, like, no matter what it is, like I'll find a way to make it happen. And Mm -hmm. I can't be like that for everybody. And so, yes, it is boundaries. One and two, the people that I was so close to that I was doing these things for, like, I no longer talk to anymore. Like I just had to cut you out of my life because you were no good for me. You were um, diminishing me as a person 
and I didn't see it at the time until I like ended the relationships and then I'm just focusing on myself and I'm like, Oh, I feel a lot lighter. Like I'm, I'm actually, I feel yeah. this, this is what happy feels like. I thought I was happy before, but now I know what it is. You know, that seems to be a major theme. I have a couple of my close friends are also going through a moment where they're just like cutting people off. And I think I am it too. So it's just, you know, not just like snip, snip everybody, but yeah, no. You know, taking a again a step back and deciding like, am I actually being fulfilled by these relationships, exactly. or do I feel like obligated or like guilty about abandoning people with their like own issues? <laughs> yeah, know? and then and then it look I look back and I'm like, well, if I don't have this person in my life, like, how am I really gonna feel? Yeah, I may feel sad because that's normal. Like when you get it, not want to say attached, but when you you know have relationships with people when you don't talk to them anymore, like you're, obviously you're going to miss people. But at the end of the day, I had to be like, well, they ain't ever done anything for me. So what am I really missing? Like, it just reminds me of a line out of a Latoya Luckett song where she's saying like, I, she fell in love so hard or whatever. I'm per- paraphrasing. Um, and um, so fast or whatever for, and with no reason at all. And then once she's thinking of reasons to keep the relationship going, she can't think of anything because she fell for, for no reason at all and that's kind of what it was like I feel that um everything stems from childhood traumas a childhood something no matter what it is yep. and I think that yep. me not having a I'm getting real personal right now <laughs> me not having a, uh, a, a father in my life made me try to give people what I didn't have that's real yeah that's real I mean let me stop talking about I, it <laughs> no you it feels good to like hit those aha moments, yeah. you know, like it because so like emotions are like there's no like book for it. And I was having I was on FaceTime with one of my friends yesterday, and we were just talking about how like we wish we had known more about our emotions, like the understood our emotions now, like uh, or like we do now when we were younger, like when we were like 16, 17, you know, and when you're in high school and whatnot, you wish you that you. You wish that you had understood why you felt the way you felt more, yeah. but it's like, it's a constant battle of like trying to unpack like this feeling, yeah. but you never know what, where it comes from. So when you finally understand why you maneuver the way you maneuver, it's just like a, like a deep breath kind of thing. And then a lot of times when you're like in high school and stuff, like you're trying to figure it out, but you're still going through it and you're not realizing that you're going through it. You can't, you can't reflect on it because yeah. you're still going through it. So exactly. Well, let me play one of your songs. Oh, what were you going to say? Yeah, let's play. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's play one. All right. Um, And I listen to them. um, And I'm going to pick um, Involved first. Um, So you want to tell us a little bit about it? Tell tell you about Involved. Um, Involved came out in November of 2020. Um, That's charted number seven on the iTunes R&B charts. That was like a really cool moment for me at that time period. Um, it's about feeling like, you know, someone's no good for you, but you keep going back. It's a pretty basic, you know, song trope. And, um, but I don't know. I I love that song. There's not too much to touch on about it. Just what's it about, what it's about and what it did for me. You know, people loved it. I still listen to it. It's, um, off of my upcoming EP, which comes out June 9th. So look out for that. That's pretty much it. Okay. Well, let's get into it.
How many times is we gon' do this? You say you change, but it's a shame you still ain't found no ways to prove it. You actin' shady, movin' ruthless. How this shit turn crazy? Call me Stacy, 'cause I'm clueless. Is it wrong to say I still love you? Is it wrong to say I still care? Is it wrong that I'm still writing songs about you? Is it wrong that I want you in my bed? Tell me, is it wrong? Shouldn't even be involved. Shouldn't even be involved. No. Shouldn't even be involved. Shouldn't even be involved. Is it wrong? Shouldn't even be involved. Shouldn't even be involved. No. Shouldn't even be love, shouldn't even be love. Days are wrong that I need you like the weekend need a Sunday. Broken promises, you got me waiting for it someday. I'm ignoring signs that I've been driving down the wrong way. We in a hard race, hit me with the pump fake. I watched our fire turn to rubble like it's Pompeii. Best to let it go. I can't leave you alone. Oh, that's why I gotta. That's why I gotta know. That's a good question. My favorite imperfection about myself is that I'm a perfectionist. Mm. And how how's how's that um helped you or hurt you? It has helped me <clears throat> by stressing the details, and I think stressing the details is what has separated me from people, and that's what is what has um, catapulted you know um, my career in a way. But at the same time, um, it's been a really hard thing to balance, especially because I'm OCD, which ties into perfectionism when you're an artist and just like knowing when things are done and, um, giving myself grace to not be perfect. That's really, really hard. Like that's something that I'm to this day trying to get better at. It's just letting myself be human and letting myself make mistakes in front of people and make, you know, make peace with peace with embarrassment and all those kinds of things. So perfectionism has helped me by making my craft more polished and clean, but it's also like stressed me the fuck out. So hopefully I'm allowed to cuss. Oh yeah. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. I usually tell people before we do the podcast, you can cuss if you want to. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think about it. Um, I cuss a lot. Uh, no, you be yourself, bro. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Y'all I'm tired. I usually don't do podcasts in the morning. Um, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I'm a night. Yeah, I guess I would be a, a night owl. More than a morning person, even though I wake up every morning at 6 a.m. Um, <laughs> but I'm definitely a night owl. Like 4:30 this morning. You what? I'm sorry. You went to bed I'm at 4:30. Really like 4:30 this morning. Oh, I, I miss sure. those days. I wish I could, but I'd be dead. And yeah, you know, I'm just so tired this morning. I don't know. And I went to bed fairly early. Um, I was watching. Oh, super funny. So, wait, what'd you say? I said that's that thirty-four-year-old. No, no, t- no. Super. Okay, I'm gonna tell this story. So last year for my friend's birthday, and actually in May, um, I got her an Airbnb. We went to San Diego. Um, I'm from California, 
Um, I live like around LA. So we went to San Diego and I, um, <laughs> we were like, okay, we're going to go out for the night and we go to this club and ha- and happens to be too short to actually perform. And I'm like, oh, snaps, this is about to be lit, you know? And 11 o'clock came around. I was ready to be in bed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's that age. <laughs> like, I don't got it no more. <laughs> um, and then Too Short didn't come on until like one. I, I, when I tell you, I was tired. Um, Damn. You know, you starting your set until one o'clock in the yes. morning. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, so it was a good show, though. Get, don't get me wrong. But my back was hurting. And I'm like, oh, this is, I'm at that age. I just didn't know it was going to come this soon. I feel like I got arthritis and stuff. <laughs> um, but you're, you're an artist. You can stay active. I'm not that active as I should be. Um, so that's probably one of the contributing factors. I need to go to the gym, but I'm just like, there's not enough hours in, you know, Beyonce's world for me to be able to do these things. Um, there really is like time management and everything. And no, it's hard. It is. It is like I've been thinking even just this week. Okay, I'm just like, oh, I wanted to take my friend out for his birthday. And I'm just like, I don't I don't even know when I can take you out. Like, um, it's just so busy. And then I'm like, oh, Sunday's a perfect day. But I'm like, oh, snaps, that's Mother's Day. Can't do it then. Um, but yeah, time, time management is, is everything. Um, what would you say your greatest? Don't hurt yourself now. What would you say your greatest strength is? My greatest strength. These are great questions. They're like, they're good questions, but they're hard because on the spot, it's like you want to have an answer quickly, yeah. but you want to answer well at the same time. So my, my greatest strength. Um, I think my work ethic is my greatest strength um, outside of just my creativity in general. Um, I've always been somebody who like, if I wanted something, then I found a way to get it. You know, and I was just talking again to one of my friends about this the other day, like when I was in elementary school, <clears throat> I had a lawn mowing business when I was like eight and I would, you know, push a lawnmower all around my side of town and make, you know, dummy money for like an eighth grade or for like a, for like a third grader, you know, I was like eight years old. And I remember um, buying like my own Wii and my own like accessories for my Wii, you know? And so I was just thinking back on how I've like always gotten what I wanted. And I think that that's my strength is just like, Building, building my way to to the to my finish line, even if I don't know what's in between. Uh, and, and I've prized myself by doing that over and over again, so I kind of don't question it anymore. Yeah, I love that. I, I feel like I'm I'm a lot of the same way. I didn't have a, a lawnmower in business because I don't do manual labor, but <laughs> I respect that. But um, I uh, used to. So when I was in high school, and you're gonna know my age, so I used to make CDs for everybody, and I'd sell them, and I, you know, and that's just was my thing. And then, then Apple came out (laughs) and put me out of business. I used to make CDs, and that was my thing in high school. I used to sell them and everything, and then Apple came out and put me out of business. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you was burning CDs for people. That's fire. Um, and I that was an error. No, it really was. Like, you get music off of, like, LimeWire, BearShare and stuff. And, like, it, everything was leaking. Mm-hmm. Like, I still got songs from these Computer days. was fucked. Computer yeah. was done for, but you had a fire ass <laughs> No, seriously. Sure. Um, and you, it's harder to find. I feel like, I don't want to say it's harder to find music now. I think that artists have more control over what happens with their music now. 
So you guys yeah. are, you know, there's more independent <clears throat> artists, or there actually is independent artists. Back then, it wasn't really a thing. Everybody was signed to some type of major label or whatever. So if you got something that was unreleased, it was usually off of a mixtape and or it leaked by itself. But we're in a mm-hmm. different time, so now like you guys can put out the music the way that you want, when you want. Um, so it yeah. actually is a is an amazing thing. Um, with the pandemic and everything, um, you put out some of your chart topping singles during the pandemic. How 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 was that for you? Like, did you find it hard, challenging at all? Mm, outside of like people that I collaborate with, like engineer, you know, photographer, videographer, that kind of stuff getting COVID, not really. Um, I really enjoyed the time to be inside. First of all, like I'm, I'm an introvert anyway. I, I love to be, I got, I got my home, home workouts, right. You know, I was making smoothies. I was reading, just laying in the sunlight. It was really fun for me. Um, but I think that actually I know that um, the pandemic and the way that the industry shifted around content and, you know, live performances and things like that. I think that it shifted in a direction that significantly helped independent artists because consumers got used to viewing their faves that are on these huge, you know, platforms and stripped down ways. And I think that it helped kind of bridge a gap between like, you know, that you don't have to say Normani or whoever, like you can watch them on this huge TV show or uh, because this is going on, you're going to see this like very simple uh, live performance. And it's like a lot of independent artists like myself um, kind of saw how that cha- that changed yeah. and shifted. And then I made it work for me. Um, and I don't know if that would have happened without the pandemic because, you know, the, the industry would have just kept rolling how it was used to. So yeah. I, I'm grateful for it. I totally agree with you. I, I personally loved the pandemic. Like if we – I – I would like to say that I'm a extrovert, extroverted introvert. So, like, I like to be outside only when I like to be outside. And depending on who I'm, who I'm around. And when I say outside, I just mean, like, out in the world. Um, I feel that. Um, and, but if, you know, I'm still going to make the most of whatever the situation is. But I prefer being at home. I like being at home um, nine times out of ten. I'm going to, you know not schedule something because I'd rather be at home. Like I really have come to the space. Like, do I really want to hang out with you? Like, <laughs> like, let me weigh the, like, am I going to have fun? And then I'm just like, mm, nah, I'm not. Right. I, you know, I'd rather, right. I'll have a better time if I just stay at home than if I go hang out with you. No shade to you at all, but you know, that's just how I feel. Or I'll be like, you know what? I feel like they, need, gonna be my, in it. they need my presence. So <laughs> let me go out there and, you know, um, I said I feel like sometimes I'm just like, oh, you know what? They need my presence, you know. So let me just go out and give them what they need. Um, but <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but, no, it really be like that. So I, I, I think that the pandemic was definitely needed. I wouldn't have even started this podcast if it wasn't for the pandemic. I had no wants into starting a podcast. I um, yeah. knew at the right before the pandemic in ended i had worked in the music industry for 10 years or so and it just didn't get i didn't get where i wanted to get um and i uh was just kind of over it like i just didn't i don't know like the music industry is one of the the hardest industries to be in just because of the negativity um and the shadiness of people 
Um, and it's like, it, and it's very rare. And I say this cause I've met a lot of artists to find genuine people. Um, yeah. And some people that you think are genuine are when you see on TV or on social media really are not. Um, You're like, yeah, yeah, that's um, real. No. So I, um, I don't want to say it tainted my experience because I, I did enjoy what I did and the people that I've worked with. Um, but I was just like, this isn't for me. And the main reason was because I was like, I don't want, I don't want to be behind the scenes anymore. Like I felt like I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm done being a, an assistant. I'm done doing this creative directing stuff or whatever. And I, I think that mm-hmm. it was really, I was done, completely done. And then I had this idea to create this online magazine, which is still a fucking great idea. Um, but, um, it, it just didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to. So I was like, oh, let me do this one artist, um, Sky, that used to be in this girl group, um, Sophia Fresh. And I've known her for years. Um, and I, she finally did the shoot with uh, with me and my photographer. And um, we just got super close, great friendship. And then I started doing creative directing. So, so me trying to get out of the music industry actually brought me kind of back in it. So I work with her, you know, um, and, and with music and, and creative directing still. But um, it's enjoyable because I feel more so um, a part of the project, like, you know, hand-in-hand type stuff instead of, like, working for somebody. I'm working with somebody. Um, but I never thought I would do this The this uh, podcast. Never wanted to. I wanted to. I knew that I wanted a show, and I knew I wanted to help artists. And... I didn't even realize that I'm doing what I wanted to do for the long, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be like that sometimes you just fall into it. Um, but, uh, let me, enough about me. That's more about you. <laughs> your way into, into exactly what you've been asking for. Yeah. yeah and it, it happens like that sometimes. Like you don't even realize that you're doing what you've been wanting right. to do until, you know, that's, what, yeah, that's another thing that I kind of <clears throat> learned recently is like, I don't know. Sometimes what you want doesn't look the way you want it mm-hmm. to, you know? And that's like, I don't know. You have to make peace with that. And that's something that I've had to make peace with. Like, yeah. Sometimes you're already doing what you want to do or where, where you want to at, at where you want to be, you know, it just doesn't look how you thought it would. Yeah. So. And then, and to piggyback off of that, I had this conversation with my little bro the other day because uh, with his parents, it was like drama. Um, but anyways, that's besides the point. Um, he was like asking for some type of help and he's like, well, they're not helping me the way that I want them to help me kind of thing. And I'm just like, well, you ask for help. Like sometimes when you get help from people or some people help you with certain things, it doesn't look how you want it to look, you know, it's just how it happens. Like, you know, if someone's trying to help you and it comes to the thing that we perceive things all differently. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Let me um, get into another one of your records. Let's hear it. Um, this one is actually my favorite. Um, change your mind. You to... oh, okay. <laughs> what were you gonna say? You like change your mind the most? I do. That makes me feel good. That's my least favorite song. That's on my really? project. So, yeah. But yeah. I but I love the song. Like it's still a good song. I just feel like it's well, outgrown it because it's so old. So when I listen, so when I hear people like like it, I'm like, good, good. <laughs> um, I just reminds me of the um. So like most artists is like either biggest songs or the ones that 
people like the most is the ones that they they hate. Like, for instance, Toni Braxton's biggest song is Unbreak My Heart. And she said she didn't like the song. She didn't even want to record it. Um, so, like, you know, it goes to show you never know. Yeah, you really never know. And it's not about me. You know, it's like I released it and that was, like, what I loved at the moment and I thought was great at the moment. But I've outgrown it. But other people will still love it. Other people still listen to my music. I released it when I was, like, 17, you know. And they're like, I love this song. And I'm like, please don't ever play that around me, like, ever. <laughs> You know, it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's not anymore. once it's gone, it's not mine. That's not mine anymore. That's for y'all to do whatever you want with. I feel it. Right, let's get into it. Change your mind. See, I didn't even ask you, is there anything that you don't want me to talk about? I I apologize, because I usually do that, uh, you know, before we start or whatever. And nine times yeah. out of ten, everybody not says, I'm really, not ask me anything. I don't really have anything that, I mean, anything that you would feel inappropriate about, obviously, don't ask me, but I'm a pretty open man. I, I don't, I don't, I know what to not ask and what to do ask. I feel like I'm a, a professional in, in that sense. But um, just to get, yeah. um, I think that mental health is a, a really huge thing. Thing. And since we are in Mental Health Awareness Month, um, um, I have a few questions in regards to that. Um, so my first question being, what makes you, what makes you insecure? What makes me insecure? I think what makes me insecure are unrealistic expectations of myself. That probably would be what makes me insecure. And um, put on by other people, or by your, put on by other people, or put on by yourself. By yourself, yeah. Um, I think I'm in in the past, and even now, like I make myself insecure by by being too harsh on myself. 
you know. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's that's about it. I'm not a super, I'm not a very insecure person, so. I am personally not an insecure person either. I'm a very very confident person, and I would like to think that my confidence is a uh, part of me. Like if I wasn't confident, I wouldn't be the person that I am. With that right. being said, <laughs> the one thing that makes me insecure is working out. Like I just don't want I don't want to to start the process because I'm insecure of how you know like. But I know that I need a summer body, and what I got right. going on right now is not it. Like I might be the right. freshest person in my city. Um, I might dress the best. However, when this shirt comes off, it ain't it ain't that pretty. I'm you know skin and bones, skin and bones. I'm looking like a hot dog. Right <laughs> yeah, now. I mean the gym is intimidating. Like I started my workout journey like four years ago. I want to say where I started taking the gym really seriously, and it's intimidating when you like don't know what to do in the gym because like anybody can get a gym membership but then it's like okay if i'm in there what do i do you know like where do i start what do i target how what, how is, do i know my forms okay you know and then you can get a personal trainer but personal training is expensive exactly. you know so definitely understand the intimidation behind it but it's kind of like a lot of other things in, in life and you have to just start and fortunately we live in an era where we have things like youtube and instagram reels and all this shit where mm-hmm people are online giving you all this free stuff on how to, how to become a genius and how to become yeah. the buffest person you've ever seen, you know? Yeah. So I'm not trying to be buff. I'm just trying to look, you know, cool with my shirt off. I'm trying to, you know, nice little tone. Exactly. You know? I, I got time. It's just, you know, I could even do some of this stuff here. Like I have things at my house, but actually yeah. once I, it's always once I start, once I get to the gym, I'm good. Yeah, no, getting there getting is the hardest is the part. Hardest That's the hardest part, part for me. Yeah. Just starting. Yeah. It's just even for the gym. Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll see. I'm not going today. But, but <laughs> 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 or tomorrow. Um, I'm watching what, what's, what's that movie that comes out tomorrow? Um, Marvel's um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. I don't keep up with that stuff, but well, you should. it's entertaining. Well, you should. It's entertaining for sure. No, definitely, definitely. I feel like I'm more of an X-Men type of dude just because I I related to racism. That's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. Um, yeah, I've said that before. Yeah. Um, how how do you respond to emotional pain? How do I respond to emotional pain? Um, I don't know if I have an exact answer for that. I don't know. I think um, emotional pain is a broad term or a broad way of explaining something. Like, what are we talking about? Like, like what kind of emotional pain are you talking about? Tell me. So basically, when I say emotional pain, I'm thinking of something that's happened to you, whether it hurts you or whatever it be with a family member, a friend, a lover, and or just your own self. Something didn't work out, and you're you know sad or hurt by something how do you handle that how do you deal with that do you deal with it Mm. when i'm hurt emotionally i think my first course of action is sleep like usually like i'm very much the person that just goes to sleep when i don't want to deal with something because i don't want to think about it so usually when things upset me i take a nap because 
I'm really dramatic. And if, if I'm upset, I'm probably just going to be in my head and just like feel like, you know, like the world's ending and I hate everything and blah, blah, blah. But if I usually, if I take like a two hour nap, I wake up and I'm just like, nothing's as bad as I thought it was, you know? And then <clears throat> like, depending on what the thing that happened is, you know, I may, I'm usually going to reflect and like think about, you know, my part in it and why I feel this way and you didn't just sit down and like try to understand why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. That's the kind of like what I touched on earlier. I'm trying to get better at processing my emotions when I feel them instead of like thinking back to them later and be like, ah, cause I was yeah. too caught up in the moment to, to understand myself. So sleep and then an interview. A lot of times I do mirror work. Like I interview myself in the mirror and talk to myself in the mirror about things I'm excited about or, you know, I manifest in the mirror and look myself in the eye and it helps make things feel even more real because I can see myself receiving them and how I would look doing it. Mm -hmm. And um, I do the same thing with things that I'm trying to process as well as I like look at myself and talk because it for some reason helps me just get there faster. I don't really know why. And I love that. Um, I, uh, when I, I don't eat, and it's not because I'm starving myself. I just don't, when something happens, I don't have an appetite. Ooh, I need to think about that one. I definitely don't eat. Yeah. I mean, but in general, I don't eat. Because I was like, that doesn't even have anything to do with emotional <laughs> emotional pain. Why don't you eat? I, I'll just be on the go, and I'll be doing so much that when... Like, food's always the last thing. Like, my assistant always gets on me about it because we'll be going to a shoot at, like, 4 p.m. and I'm in a shitty-ass mood. And she's like, have you eaten anything today? And I'm like, no. That's her job. <laughs> so, you something, man. <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah, not eating is just, like, it's just, it's too easy to forget to eat. It's too easy. Yeah, I feel you. Well, that's the first thing. They say the first meal of the day is the most important one. Um, yeah, I, I tend to eat more if I eat breakfast. I'll eat more throughout the day if I eat breakfast. Yeah, uh, yeah I exactly. Breakfast. I remember in school I learned about that, and it was like about like waking your stomach up. Like if yeah. your stomach is going to take longer to wake up on its own if it doesn't have to process food in the, earlier in the day. So it's like you're going to – yeah, even if it's something small. You know, that's, again, I've tried to get better about having like at least like a granola bar or something yeah. in the morning. They say try cranberry juice too in the morning when you wake cranberry. up. Like, yeah, like I'm probably that. keeping ocean in business, my damn self. <laughs> no, for me too. Like that's my stuff. <laughs> that and that Minute Maid peach juice. Have you tried Minute Maid peach? I don't like peaches. Yeah. What? How do you not <laughs> like peaches? Everybody in Georgia just got pissed off at you. <laughs> they can be pissed because I'm not not budging on that. How I don't do like peaches. Not? I don't like fish. Those are the two things that always. A fish, I'll give out. you a pass on. But how do you not like peaches? Do you like nectarines? <laughs> I don't know if I've had a nectarine. Oh snap! But I, I love fruits. I love vegetables. But there's just a couple. Like there's a couple that I just really can't fuck so with. You don't even like, like peach peaches. cobbler. Can't. Oh, another one that breaks people's hearts. I don't like watermelon. Oh, I don't like watermelon. Or it's like, what? Okay, good. That makes me feel good because every every time I yeah. tell people I don't like watermelon, they're like, what? yeah, watermelon and like cantaloupe. I think are the worst fruits. Yeah, they're very old people fruits. Um. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Definitely. It's giving, giving thumbs, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, mushy. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um, and especially because, like, watermelon, like, the history of it, I'm not trying to teach y'all a history lesson or anything like that, but um, that was, like, the one thing that they gave black people once we were free from slavery and they gave us stuff to, you know, 
create crops and stuff. The thing was watermelon was one of the things or whatever. Um, and then they coined it to be something that was a uh, racial towards us afterwards. So um, stereotype is real. I just, I just don't, you know, I just don't fall into it. I, I don't care for watermelon or pineapples. Uh, Oof, love me some pineapple. No. Pineapple juice, pineapple. pineapple juice, pineapple, pineapple in things. Yes, but by itself, I can't eat it. I could literally eat pineapple every single day. Like, no, that's like my mom. She eats it out of the can and stuff. I'm like, how? Yeah. Real. She's real. No. <laughs> exactly. Um. So this question is: How do you recognize when your behavior isn't in line with your values? Mm, these are great questions. I feel I'm like t- I'm t- tell 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 people test. about your boy because you know I, I'm a licensed life. I said tell people about your boy. Um, be, I'm a licensed life coach as well, so my questions are made to be a little thought. Yeah, they're like, it's like what's your favorite thing? You know, yeah. it's like you actually have to come up with a like a good answer for it. Um, when does my action? When do I realize my actions are? in line with my you said with my values or with my goals what was the goal well the same thing i mean usually i would hope that your goals are aligned with your values (laughs) but like so the question again was um do you recognize when your behavior isn't in line with your values and how and what do you do yeah but i'm also like that question doesn't really hit home super well for me because I'm a really like I'm a hard ass about productivity. Like I'm someone who always has like a notebook and a planner and a sketchbook and calendar right in front of them. And I what gets my rocks off is productivity and like <laughs> furthering my career and my like just well being overall. So rarely do I find myself slipping up around that. Like that's unfortunately not really something that I struggle with. My values and my actions have pretty much always lined up. I like to say. Yeah, I think. So, like, true. I think for myself, um, I'm trying to think of a time. I've I've said some things that were very harsh or like so out of pocket and like the crazy thing about it is some of these times I was film saying these things and I look back at it and I'm like oh my god and like and it'd be in that moment after I said it I'm like why did I say that like there's a a couple things that I wish that I wouldn't have said you know but yeah yeah there's one thing that's a couple times I'm not gonna say it on the podcast what I said but there's a video, and it's so funny because I said it, and it's not even how I speak, so I don't even know where it came from. Um, and I look, and I'm at the camera, and I'm like, and I say, why did I say that? Like, you know, but I'm just like, let me just keep going and going. Like, you know, let me not dwell on it. It happened, and not yeah. let me not dwell on it. Let me just go. Um, but mm-hmm. I have said some stuff. But um, for the most part, anything I say, I stand behind, and I can be. Um, some people call me an asshole. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't think that personally. Like, I mean, obviously, you don't want to be an asshole, asshole. But there's been plenty of times where I've been called an asshole, but it's more so that just because people wanted me to do shit that I didn't want to do. Yeah, and I don't think that makes it an asshole. I think people just had had like entitlement to my time and my brain, you know. So yeah, I sometimes um, you got. 
<laughs> yeah, and I feel okay. like people are, are, are sensitive too. Like, so yesterday, my uh, I was sick like all last week, and just now starting to get over my cold. Um, but um, my friend she had, was calling me um, and in the mornings, but I had my phone on do not disturb. So like one time I seen it, and I'm just like, oh, she can wait. And, like Jesus ain't even handed out blessings yet, and you calling me this early? Like, <laughs> let me just. <laughs> So I didn't even, I didn't call her back until like yesterday. I called her back like a week later and I'm not like that. Like if someone calls me, like either I always answer or I'll call you right back or even with the text message, like, I'm really like a very communicative person and I always make sure that, you know, cause I would want somebody to do that for me. So I'm going to, you know, make sure that I'm responding and everything like that. But I wasn't really talking to nobody. I was sick. I didn't feel like talking to nobody. So I called her yesterday yeah. just to explain. I was like, oh yeah, my bad. Um, I was, you know, I was like, so yeah, yeah, I know that you're sick or whatever. And she's like, don't worry, I forgive you. And I'm like, oh, I'm not apologizing. I'm just, <laughs> like, I'm just letting you know what happened. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. And they're like, damn, that's like asshole thing to say. But I, I wasn't apologizing. I was just informing you. Yeah, I was letting you know, sick. I don't feel bad. Yeah, no, exactly. And I didn't. Sorry. Exactly. That's how this text message, I'm like, mm. Congratulations! Like, what did I do? Who's congratulating me? But it's about insurance. Um, what is one thing that you can't tolerate? One thing I can't tolerate. There's a lot of things I can't tolerate. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what my biggest thing that I can't tolerate would be. And I don't know. It'd probably be like um, people being too caught up in them in themselves. You know, like I don't care who you are. I think humility is really important. Yeah. And I really can't stand being around people that can't be wrong. Mm. So that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But there's plenty more that I could probably. <laughs> do. My biggest thing is on um, people questioning my character. Like, question. yeah, and just certain questions that someone may ask, like, oh, so-and-so, um, so-and-so, um, so I had a friend call me, and I'm like, oh, did you tell my ex that I, about me cheating or something like that? Mm-hmm. You should know me better enough to know that I wouldn't, you know? do that yeah so you feel like you're questioning my character like you may think that i'm a a low of a person for me to actually even go and do that i'm not trying to be in nobody's drama like i wouldn't do something like that i didn't think it was you if you didn't think it was me then you wouldn't have hit me up like right um so you wouldn't have didn't question mine yeah exactly so just questioning my character i think is one of the the biggest the biggest thing for me um and it'll probably have me that that'll piss me off real quick, and I don't ever usually come out of character. What was that? That's like that's a good one. Like yeah. people, people, I definitely take that personally. When you expect people to like know you better than that, and you like yeah. the fact that you would even just like think that of me. I take that. Yeah, uh, I've had like a number of things like that. I remember this episode of Love and Hip Hop, um, New York, where. Um, Juju was getting into a Yandy, and she was just like, "See, that's where you're wrong." She's like, "It wasn't that you about the question; it was that you asked me the question in the first place." And I'm like, "Bitch, I am you, and you are me." Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I do want to get into the last song that I'm going to play, and you already know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, your current single, Honest. Honest. Um, yes. So is this your favorite song right now, or what? What is your favorite song off the off the the EP, the project? My favorite song is called Comforts. Okay. And it's not out, obviously. Obviously. Um, it's like a slow jam, like stripped in chop. What's chopped and screwed? Not stripped. Chopped and screwed ish, yeah, like no, sounding. See, now you got Georgia mad at you. Texas is mad at you now. <laughs> You said what? As a first, you had Georgia mad at you. Now Texas is mad at you, getting chopped into know, right? stuff. Well, Texas is my people, so they can take that up with me. But, um, but yeah, I would say chopped and screwed, and it's a slow, like, sexy R and B song that I really like. I think it just um, makes me sound a lot more mature. mature. Okay, you and kind of see where. Why? Why did you know that? Why did you know that "Honest" was the song that you wanted to release next? Honest felt. It just felt right. Like, I felt like it was, it had, like, the commercial sound to it that showed, you know, like, what I can do, you know, because I think Change Your Mind and Evolved are good songs, but they're not necessarily, like, commercial-sounding songs. And Honest has that, like, warmth. It has the layering. It, you know, has, like, the Y2K inspo and all that. So with the time of year and it being the last single before my project comes out, it just felt like the, the right thing to do. For sure. Well, let's get into it. This is honest. Of course, I always do this. Wrong phone. See, that's what, what? happens when you have two phones. I'm playing the stuff on the wrong phone. <laughs> but let's get into it. Greg, all of his toys out right now. There's like five toys out when he started. <laughs> Here's honest. If I'm being honest, know you're a problem and I don't care to solve it I try to stall it, but this liquor got me calling It got me all in, just trying to get you at that studio apartment Because you're top 10 and all you're not in You got good brain and you can hold discussion topics Keep it on the low, don't wanna be no trending topic Hit you when I need it, but don't treat you like an option Only if I'm being honest Only if I'm, if only if I'm all in Only if I'm, if only if I'm all in Only if I'm, if only if I'm all in Only if I'm, if only if you know I miss you, shawty, miss the way you do it just for me I'm the only one to blame, no my pride came in between us I came to my senses, now it probably doesn't mean much Open when I'm faded, baby, you've been more impatient But I can't do this, I You give me confidence Guess I just needed time To weigh out the consequence Met me on common ground Love ain't no competition You got my best interest If I'm being honest Know you're a problem And I don't care to solve it I tried to start it But this liquor got me calling So you doing your good singing on that one? I do what I can I feel it, I feel it. My fault. All of that. <laughs> um, so, random thought came to mind right now. So, um, someone was at... 
I'm going to get shaded for this. Um, but so I, someone hit me up yesterday and they were asking me if you would wanted to go to a concert, you know, or, or have somebody perform, who would you choose, Summer Walker or SZA? They were asking for a reason. And um, mm-hmm. I said, neither. <laughs> Granted, I love their music. That wasn't the reason. Um, but I'm just like, because they were trying to get, they were going to get one of them for a show. And I'm like, Doja Cat's not available. And the reason I say this is because I feel that we don't have any stars anymore. Like, there's mm-hmm. we don't have, like, the Ashantis or the Beyonce's really anymore that are, you know, like, that are out here really performing and doing. And I love Normani, but if you notice, Normani does can't dance and sing at the same time. Look at her performances. Mm-hmm. Look at her performances mm-hmm. that are not pre-recorded vocals. Um, whether Fifth Harmony, whatever, she always, when she sings, she stands still. Um, mm-hmm. She's an amazing performer. I'm not taking that away from her at all. But we don't have any, like, stars. And then there's, like, um, what's her name? Chloe, who I love, but I'm, I'm going to need Chloe to put some clothes on. Um, cause you're giving us too much. Um, and I think she's very uh, super, super talented, but I don't feel like we have, like, besides Doja Cat, maybe Lizzo, like, we really don't have any, of this new generation of artists, there's no stars. I have to disagree. Um, I think that people, of course, you're a bit older than me, so you are probably more familiar with the evolution of Beyonce than other people are. But especially with being in the music industry, but I think that we're in this era where Beyonce's rightfully, you know, put on a pedestal as far as being, you know, the best performer alive, which I believe she is. And but at the same time, Beyonce's been doing this since she was like five years old. This is true. You know, she's been been she's had people investing in her, her parents investing in her, companies investing in her, and and the and helping her curate a brand and her performances and her, you know. Matthew had her out there running in high heels, you know, singing and and all this stuff. Like, unfortunately, not everybody has the access that Beyonce has had. And I think that we just need to give a lot of these new girls time to get there because we are in a different era. There's also Beyonce came up and then it's time. I know but we're in a different era. You know, it's like there like there's a million people that can sing and dance and, and are pretty and photogenic and all this kind of stuff, you know, versus back in the day, it was a lot more like hand picked, you know, yeah. like who knows how many is we would have had, who knows how many ushers we would have had, who knows how many, whoever's we would have had, you know, if, if we were in, if they had come up in a different era, you know, like, I don't, of course, I don't ever want to like speak ill on the queen, but it's like Beyonce had is, is who she is because she's had so many amazing resources most of her life. So it's like Normani, Chloe, you know, um, even got, Doja. You know, Doja Doja's ahead of the game. I would say Doja's doing amazing. She's a producer. You know, she's a singer. She's a dancer. She's a rapper. She's all, a model. She's all these things, you know. And she's a great example of somebody who already comes across as a star, you know, and already has so much star appeal. But I just want to give the other girls, like, time to polish stuff. You know, it's, it's not, like the, and when I they, say they're... They don't have, they're not there yet. They're not, they're not 25 years in yet, you know? That's true. But like when, even, because I remember when Destiny's Child came out, like I was like, oh, snaps. Like, you know, like I, I remember the first Mm -hmm. time I heard a Destiny's Child song. It actually wasn't No, 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 it was with me. Um, But that's besides the point. Um, And I knew like, oh, these people are going to be special. Like, and I just don't, I'm not saying that 
I'm not taking away anything. I'm not taking away anything from Summer Walker or anything from SZA. I've never seen SZA live, but I've seen Summer Walker live, and I fell asleep in her concert. I think the standard of what it takes to be like big is definitely different. Like Beyonce and older older acts had to be able to you know sing live and dance and and have like all this like media training and all this other stuff that goes into it. Now it's just like, if you're pretty and you can sing and you go viral online and you're a star and sell out shows, yeah. you know, but that doesn't make you a performer. That doesn't make you Beyonce. That doesn't make you Usher. That doesn't make you Michael Jackson. No, so I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Those are just probably the only person that when you look at them, you're like, they're going to be huge. They're going to be acclaimed exactly. as like a legend, you know, and you can already see that and tell just based off of like where they're starting at. So I get what you mean. I will say what you said though, like the artists that we think of today that are like, huge like the ushers the chris browns or whatever they all started when they were young i will give you that and they were groomed to be something that was much more but like it's even just i don't know their presence like take their music away just their presence i think that the only other person that probably has presence like that may be normani she just has something about her um she's the it thing about her yeah um but like i don't know i just don't even want to like there's not like just recently, Summer Walker has been showing her personality on, on like online and stuff, and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, like you know, maybe I like the girl. I will say, I do love Queen Naja though. I do love her. She's very likable. Interesting. Very. Interesting. Um, and her, not her, her album. I don't know. I. She's like she does nothing for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally, I'm a Summer stand. I'm a Scissor stand down. Like, and I. I don't know. I, I don't need. I'm also a Kalani stand. You know, like, I love like Kalani. I was one of the first. I love Kalani. Like, and Kalani can sing and dance and yes. do all that stuff. You know, and I think Kalani's one of the best I think performers she, that we have. A, I think she's era. a star. And, I, the the problem that I have though is that um her I feel like in it this is not just a her thing. This is like a lot of artists before they were signed and before there were these names, their music was better. Um, and I feel that her music was better before she, you know, is who she is now. Granted, I haven't listened to her yeah. new album. I think it just came out. Um, so I might change my response then. But her last album, like, yeah. it was one of those albums kind of like, um, and I'll never forget this. Um, Winnie Houston said this, that sometimes, or maybe it was Janet Jackson, I think, actually said this. Um, is That sometimes you actually have to sit with music sometimes. Or you know something you're not gonna you're not always gonna like something instantly. Um, so like her last Kalani's last album, I was just like, oh no. So then I was like, you know what? No, let me go back and give it a chance. You know, and I had to go back like three times, and then I'm like, oh, I found some songs that I actually really enjoyed. But um, yeah, I um yeah I don't know. I just think that her music was better before she was signed. Yeah, I think um I don't know. It's definitely different. Like when you listen to like her music before she was signed, she was like 20, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like 27. So it's there. You, you can hear the like drastic difference between it being like heavily pop influence versus yeah. being more like experimental and more. It definitely like, was way more crossover before. Kaylani's music now feels more like medicine for her than trying to like make a hit and trying to yeah. like have the mainstream appeal. There's so wrong with that. you know, I don't know. I think as an artist, I have tried to get better at 
not not having opinions, but being so harsh in my opinions about how people do what they do and what they do because of like as much as it's a job and it's about acclaim and stuff like that, it's like could be very very soul sucking to make it only about that. Yeah. And that's something I've had to get back at. So I just I don't know, I've been trying to give other artists grace because we know how nasty the industry is and how selfish and just, you know, how how tricky it is. So I'm just like you know, if this is what makes you happy and this is what you want to do, I'm happy for you. You know, it's not necessarily the route that I would want to go, but if that's where you're at, then that's where you're at. And I'm yeah. happy for you. But I do want to say, I, I think that SZA and, and uh, Sam Walker do make amazing music. That well, I'm not questioning their music at all. It's just the present. Like, And then just, the opposite yeah. of thing, like freaking um, Sweetie. I think Sweetie's a star. Her music, not so much. But her, mm-hmm. she's so likable. Her personality, she comes across like that. She just has that it factor. Like, I'm like, oh, she needs to go into acting or go into have a reality right. show or something like that because she's so, she's marketable. She's just every, you know? Um, yeah, and that's what makes me, like, think about, like, what even is a star, you know? Yeah. It's like a star is about, you know, it's not necessarily even about the music. Like, not- yeah, it, it is, but it's, like, also, it's just about, like, mainstream appeal you have the look you have the personality do people see themselves in you you make people laugh you can you do brand partnerships it's just like i don't know what what really exactly and then like beyonce she doesn't have the personality she 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 may but she doesn't show it to us exactly it's like that's why it's just like there's no there's no rule book for this shit you know it's like you you could be completely surprised by who ends up popping off? You're like, well, I never would have guessed that because they don't have this, this, and this characteristic mm-hmm. that's worked in the past, you know. But that yeah. might be as as times change and people's interests change, that might not be what people want anymore. Exactly. Like for example, with Beyonce, it's like who's to say? Like if Beyonce were coming up in our era, who's to say that she would be Beyonce? You know, she has all yeah. these amazing talents, but does she have the personality to be on TikTok? Yeah. Like and and like her videos go viral and and do that this this and that. So it's just there's so many factors. It's kind of just like do whatever the fuck you want. Just do shit, you know, and see what works. I don't want another Beyonce album. I want a Destiny's Child album. I'm just gonna put that out there. You're and I were just talking about that, like a, a like a Destiny's Child reunion tour. Can you it's imagine? Not, it's not gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least not anytime soon. Matthew still owns the rights to the name Destiny's Child, and because of that, that's why they're not doing anything. Um, and they keep asking them all these questions or whatever. And every time you see Kelly, he's the Destiny Child. What was that? He owns the name, like the rights to the, the name Destiny Child. That's why no idea. And they've all fired him. So the only they can't do, they technically can't do a Destiny's Child album without him. They would have to hire exactly. him or make him a well. He actually owns Destiny's Child. So he owns Destiny's Child. So um, and then like Latoya and Latavia have a percentage of the name as well, but like. He can't, you know, they can't really do a Destiny. Like, Beyonce can have a tour and be like, oh, featuring um, Michelle and Kelly. Yeah, or they can put music can't put like that, actually, but they can't they call it Destiny's Child. Child because he probably sued Wow. Okay. So that's why they haven't toured. And people ask them all the time. Well, they don't ask Beyonce at all, but they ask <laughs> They ask uh, Kelly and Michelle, like, oh, when are you guys going to? And they're like, well, we yeah. never talk about it. I said, I'm thinking, now, Michelle, Kelly. As much as you get asked about, are you guys going to come back and do another album? I'm pretty sure you have talked about it at least once. Like, don't sit there and say, y'all, that's just not what comes up. Like, I know y'all have talked about it. Y'all hang out often. Yeah, they, de- 
they've definitely just like even just joked about it. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. That also like that might be they may be past that. It might be cute to do a little feature at Coachella yeah. or something. But they may they, you know they might just be like that's not us anymore. I really you know, want, want to do. and I was having this conversation about Latoya Luckett, who I absolutely love. I feel like she was the oh. ultimate underdog. She had a number one album, and uh, Matthew did his best to to stop her shine. Um, mm-hmm. Allegedly, let me let me say that. <laughs> um, but um, she's still here. She's still here. Uh, her music, she like she has an it factor. But she, I don't know what it was. I think that her, like her albums have all been good. Her songs have been good. That's not the issue. It's just, I don't know. Sometimes you just don't, you can have everything and it just don't, doesn't resonate. So she got into acting and stuff and she's, you know, been doing great there. And she's just so beautiful when she has her long black hair. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Has anybody ever told you this? I don't know. I don't know how many other interviews you've had and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. how you interview and everything like that, like you very much give me Maxwell vibes. Do I? No, nobody's ever said that before. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good quality. Like I don't know, you just it, you're very you're very uh, soft, if that makes sense, in a good way. I appreciate that's definitely a compliment. Um, what was I going to say? I've I, now I want to watch some Maxwell interviews yeah. to see if I see anybody. <laughs> Please do let me know. <laughs> Um, I love watching interviews. Like, it makes me better at interviewing, and I just you know yeah. get better at answering questions. Like I watch I watch uh, Tupac interviews a lot. That's really? one of my favorite people to watch. I, I yeah. watch Janet Jackson. Um, she's had so much media training and stuff. So like I watch. I literally sit and watch her, and just how watch she her. how she um gets out of questions. You know, so I'm, I watch it to be like, okay, so let, I'm not going to ask it in this way. I'll ask it in this way because, you know. That's what I tried, I've tried to get better at is like avoiding <laughs> avoiding certain questions, like without getting yourself in trouble, especially with the era we're in now. I'm like, I don't want to end up getting fucking dragged online, you know, so it's like I might not even <laughs> no, totally seriously. say what I want to say because yeah. I don't want somebody to screen record it and get go viral for getting dragged on Twitter or something. No, you know? no, seriously. I, um. But, um. Prince, I love Prince's interviews. I watch oh, his quite Prince a bit. Is, just because he like, he, I, I love his interviews because he just says exactly what he means. Yeah, he was like, so, and he didn't care. Um, I feel that certain people, I feel like, are never going to get canceled. Um, I don't necessarily believe in cancel culture anyway. Like, who gonna cancel me? Well, me, I don't want to. I don't believe in cancel culture. I don't think that it would be the end all be all. It's just like I wouldn't even want to go through the blip yes. of it being like of getting dragged. You know, it's like if I keep going the direction I'm going, it's I'm going to end up getting dragged and canceled for something. Eventually, it's kind of like a rite of passage at this point. But I would like to prolong that and avoid <laughs> like people being mean to me for as long as I possibly can. You know? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Well, I feel like you're on the right track. You'll be fine. Um, so what, what else is next for you? I know you said that your project comes out on June 9th, 10th, June 9th. Yep. Um, what's the, what's that project called? The project is called ambivalence. And what does that mean to you? Why did you name it that? Ambivalence means contradictory feelings towards someone or something. Um, and at the time when starting the project and in kind of, and just my personality in general, I'm a really indecisive person. I'm a Libra. Um, I don't say you're a liar. And 
I'm just kidding. Not quite. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> like a libra. No, I don't. I don't uh, care enough about what most people think to lie to them. That's what but, I always tell people. It's funny you say that. Like you only. Yeah, I feel like, like I would, you only lie to people when you care. When you really care about what they think. Care. Like I have no reason to lie to you because you don't control yeah, anything yeah. has to do with me. So, and you probably need to hear it. But I did ambivalence because of contradiction and you know around relationships and just decision making is something that i've always you know been aware of about myself like i'm just bad at making decisions and deciding what i'm actually feeling um so i went with that and then i based my whole project around duality and just like back and forth and so like the theme of the project is all black and white because it was like, and then grays, you know, and I tried to play off of duality and I was like, what, what colors would make me, would, would help drive that theme home, you know? So the cover's black and white, the track was black and white, the promo photos are black and white. Um, very, I'm Sasha Fierce, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. You're, you're very creative. I can see that. Thank you. I try. It's like, I do this shit because it like is exciting for me. I don't do it for attention. You know, it's like, yeah. I do it just because it makes me my heart feel, my chest feel all like warm and I get giddy and I'm like at my whiteboard just like scribbling stuff down. You know? I wish I could be more like that. I don't write anything down. I, I I remember, I have a really good memory. So like, I can't take notes. I can't. And like, sometimes when I take notes, I look back, I'm like, oh, I can't even read my damn writing. Like. It must be. I'm weak. Um, now, unfortunately, I've written really good handwriting so like i do everything physically oh, like dang. i have like a notebook or i have my planner i tried planner I, can't I, have, do it. I have a notebook where i write all my like to-do lists and ideas and i also have a manifestation book where i draw all my like oh, I love it graphic this oh you so, can like, draw too. Physical you are talented you're ultra talented um i <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i'm not i'm i'm and it's funny because people say that I'm creative, but I can't like I, I can't draw for to save my life. I can't I don't yeah. write things down. I've tried that method and it just does not work for me. Um, I bought a whole iPad so I can do it and still don't write anything down. I've done phones, I'm I've done calendars. I bought like I've done so much to tr- get myself to do it, um, and it. It's just not something that, you know, I usually remember things. I do have stuff in my schedule on my phone, but that's just so I don't miss a podcast or I don't miss, a, you know, an interview with something or, you know. But for the most part, like, everything is in my head. I might uh, screenshot a picture or something or whatever to, like, oh, I like this look. I'm going to emulate this or when I do a photo shoot. Um, um, but other than that, like, I really can't. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm not that, I'm not creative in that type of way. I wish that I had a good memory. That's why I take a planner everywhere with me. I'm, I've always had beef with like digital calendars, but now my schedule is starting to get so hectic that I have to have a digital calendar because sometimes like, like I don't always have my planner open right in yeah. front of me. Usually I'll keep it like next to me open. Like I have it on my kitchen counter. Or I'll keep it next to my bed at night. That way I can just look over and see what's going on. But now I'm like on, I'm starting to be on the go so much more. I have to get phone notifications or else I'll yeah. still miss stuff with the, with the planner. But I'm so in my own little world. Like if I just depended upon my head, nobody would ever. Everybody <laughs> would hate me because I would never. I would never be on time to anything, and I would forget everything. Oh, I'm so. never on time. That that's one thing that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm never ever on time. I'm always minutes late. No, believe sir. that. I was the 
first time I was on time for everything last weekend. No, was that last weekend? It was either last weekend or the weekend before. No, it was the weekend before last. Um, and my one friend, he was taking me out for my birthday. And um, I was like, okay, I'll pick you up. He's like, okay. And I was like, I'm going to be on time. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I was I was dead on time, at, right at 6. And it took him time to come outside. I'm like, what took you so long? He's all like, well, you're never on time. So I just assumed that I didn't have to get ready. You know, get ready. It should be an extra time, yeah. Uh, and I'd be like late, like 15, 20, 45 minutes, like... 45, 45 is pushing out. I'm a good, like, I'm usually like 10, the person that's like 10 or 15 minutes. Like, no, no, no. You know, because I have like leaving the house when I'm supposed to be picking people up or when I'm supposed to be there. So I'm always like a little late because I, yeah. No, I, um, I tell people a time and I'm usually past it. And it's because I don't get, re- I feel like I have, I can get ready faster than I actually do get ready. Um, so I wait to the last minute and then I'll put on the outfit. I'm like, Oh, I'm not feeling this today. So then I got to change. <laughs> um, unless I'm just going to somewhere simple and I'm just wearing sweats and I'm still happen to be late. I don't know. And you would think be I'd be good at that. I'm a life coach. I deal with time management. I can do it for other people, but, but if it's a concert or something, then I'm going to be on time. Um, cause if I paid for something, I'm going to be there on time. Cause I'm not wasting no, yeah, but I, yeah, I, need, to get, I need to get better cause, uh, of respecting other people's time. Mm-hmm. Cause if someone was late for me, they're going to hear about it. So I need to, you know, get on that. Well, yeah, I do want to yeah. thank you so much for coming on and doing the podcast. I had, a followed you for a little while, um, and I was like, you know, let me just ask and see if he would. Yeah. I appreciate it. You'd, you'd be surprised. Like, I feel like people don't approach me super often, um, which, you know, I have a pretty engaged following and I, you know, do numbers pretty regularly. So I was just like, maybe I'm just like unapproachable or something. I don't know. It may, be, but it may not be that. I appreciate you having I think that sometimes when pe- if people see that you're um... – engage with certain people they may think that they all get unnoticed so they don't try yeah yeah exactly but one thing that i had to learn early on is not to tell myself no for people that you're you're shooting yourself in the foot by not trying things because you think that it could be a no you have to get no's to get yeses so this is very true so yeah i've hit up a lot of different people and I remember one artist who's a nobody like i don't even think anybody knows him no shade to him at all like he'll probably he's very talented He's like, well, how much is it going to cost? I'm like, this is a podcast. Like, it's an interview. Like, why would I tr- Why would I pay you to be on my show? Like. Oh, he was saying that. He oh, he was expecting to get paid for it? Yes. And I'm like, it's a podcast. Like, you don't. Where, right. Where you kind of just do it because you want to do it. You know, yeah. Really. Like, it, like, at the end of the day, it helps both of us. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. That That's one of those situations where. He'll probably grow out of that, hopefully, and understand it at a later date when... Yeah, I didn't even respond back. Yeah. The fact that you yeah. asked me that, I'm just like, okay. You wouldn't yeah, ask Charlemagne how much he trying, he's going, you know? So don't ask me. <laughs> right. right. No, but exactly. is there anything that you well, want yeah, to... yeah, I appreciate the like, in-depth questions. I like, I'm a, I'm a conversation person. So, I definitely like am, too, as you can tell. Um, and Libra's my favorite sign. I get along, Aries and Libra's get along very well, so I do appreciate you coming yeah. on. What was that? Aries? Yes, I am. Aries. Yeah, I have, like, two best 
yeah, yeah Lever's and Aries get it, and they're like they're very very compatible as friendships and whatever else. Oh, sister signs. Exactly. Um, so, um, is there anything else that you want to tell the people where they can find you or anything that you want them to look out for? Yeah. Um, first and foremost, stream my new single "Honest" on all major streaming platforms, whether that be Apple Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, SoundCloud, title, whatever. You can find me. Search "Honest Shaw." That's S H A H. Um, you can also find me on all my social medias at Shaw from the City. That's S H A H F R O M T H E C I T Y. Perfect. Thank you so much again for being on here. We'll have to do it again a little after the project comes out. Yeah, let's revisit. All right, perfect. Well, you have a great day. And everybody, you already know where to find me. And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.